You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. As we've mentioned a couple of times, the Torah portion this week focuses on this character, Abraham, originally called Abram. And he's called in the opening passages of the Torah portion. God speaks to him and says, Lech lecha me'artzecha mimoladetecha mibet avicha el ha'aretz asher areka. Go forth from your land, from your uh, place of birth, from your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. And God promises that Abraham will be a blessing and a great nation and famous and and the whole world will bless themselves by Abraham. And so Abraham listens to God and really without flinching sets off on this journey from his homeland in Mesopotamia to the land of, toward the land of Israel, which we will discover a few verses later is the land that God will show him. But we know, if you read on just another verse or two, that Abraham doesn't make this journey alone. Abraham journeys with all of the friends, some people say converts, some people say family that he adopted in his homeland. All of the souls that he made in his homeland of Haran. That's who Abraham journeys with. And he also journeys with his nephew, a guy named Lot, and Lot's family. And he journeys with his wife, a woman named Sarai, who will later be named Sarah. As I was thinking about this week's Torah portion, something occurred to me about that dynamic that never really occurred to me before. It seems to me that we give all of this celebration and excitement and credit to Abraham for embarking on this important religious journey, an important spiritual journey, taking on the responsibility of becoming the first Jewish individual, becoming the father of all these nations. God tells him, go forth, and he goes. And it strikes me that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about what the experience was like for those other people in his life. And in particular, Sarah, Sarai. And I thought about this, and I asked my wife, I said, who do you think had a more difficult time? Was it Abraham, who had to leave everything that he knew because God ordered him to do so, or invited him to do so? Or was it Sarai? Is it harder to be the first Jew or the second Jew? And my wife, very wise, said to me, you know, I never really thought about it that way, but now that you mention it, it's much harder to be the wife of the first Jew. (laughs) It's, It's much harder to be the second Jew than the first Jew. We know. Think about it for a moment. Imagine 
This is not a metaphor and this is not a test. Imagine it was as clear as day that God spoke to you and said, leave your homeland and go forth to the land that I will show you. Now, it might be hard to think about it in a theoretical, but if you knew clear as day, you're not going crazy, this is actually happening, God is speaking to you and saying to get up and move, my guess is that nine out of ten of you would say, sure. But God doesn't speak to Sarah, at least not in our Torah portion, at least not in the actual lines of the text. God doesn't speak to Sarah. So then you have... Her responsibility, her job, when Abraham comes home and says, you'll never guess what happened. God spoke to me and says, we got to move. And you can imagine Sarah saying, oh, really? Right? Because for Abraham, for sure it's God, right? It's clear as day. Obviously it's God. Let's just imagine that that's true for a moment. But he's got to then communicate the experience to Sarah in a way that actually makes sense, that actually is convincing, that's actually compelling. And the truth is that, my, that most of us probably be more like Sarah than like Abraham. We haven't had that experience, most of us, myself included, of God clear as day, of a voice out of heaven instructing us to do something. And so we encounter religious people, we encounter ideologues, we encounter philosophies and and their uh, philosophers who say that this is the right way to do something, this is the good way, that this is the path we should take. And most of us, probably like Sarah, stand with our arms folded and say, prove it, convince me. So there's a great commentary, a great midrash here. The language of the Torah portion, when it says uh, about Abraham uh, going with Sarah on this journey, it says, uses the word, Vayikach Avram et Sarai ishto. Abraham took his wife Sarah, which implies that Abraham wasn't really interested in convincing his wife to go with him uh, on this journey to uh, the promised land. Um, When he was packing, he packed her too. So the Midrash says this, and I love this. It says, Mahu vayikach. What does that mean, he took? Ele shemashach otah bedvarim ulim. Rather, he drew her with convincing words. Because a man does not have permission in Jewish law to take his wife to travel to a foreign land without her permission. Very urbane of the ancient Jewish tradition. We were not a club and drag society. And that's why it says that Abraham took so that's what it means when it says Abram took her. He took her, he betook her with convincing words. 
he explained to her about the society that existed surrounding them and how evil they were. And implied in the Midrash is how possible it is to live a different kind of life, to live a better life, to make the world a better place if we follow this path that God has set us out on. What you have in Abraham and Sarah are spiritual or psychological typologies. And my guess is that at some point in our lives, we might actually be either Abraham or Sarah, or we've encountered both Abrahams and Sarahs. And we might be in relation to those people we encounter, either Abraham or Sarah. So what do I mean? Abraham is the idealist. Abraham has a vision, a picture, a philosophy, an idea of what the world should look like, of what is the right and the good. He hasn't proven it yet. It hasn't related and interacted with real life yet. It is just a philosophically and intellectually, maybe a spiritually originated idea of what the world should look like. And Sarah is a realist. Sarah's objective is to say, I need to know how it works. And I need to know whether it works. I need to know in this philosophical picture what happens when it interacts with real people on the ground? Who wins and who loses? Who flourishes and who gets hurt? I need to know what happens when the picture doesn't work out exactly as you envisioned it because in reality, no idea, no philosophy ever works out exactly as you, as you picture it. Exactly as it's envisioned. And so Sarah stands in opposition to Abraham and says, I need you to demonstrate it. I need you to prove it. I need you to make an argument that doesn't exist in the philosophical, but that exists in the pragmatic. This is an important tension and an important dynamic, I think, for so many of us in our lives. Because we often are caught between these two poles, I think. Between our philosophical picture of how the world should work and what our lives should be like and the realist in us that says that's not really the way it's going to happen right I got a mortgage to pay I got a kid to put through school several kids to put through school I'm going through a divorce I'm sick whatever it might be right we're the ones who are living the living the life and so we have these pictures or other people might have these pictures of how the world should be and our response is, let's talk about how it actually interacts with how we live. Or vice versa, we spend so much time thinking about the ideal, we end up not really living lives in the real world. I think this is a very important dynamic to think about in this coming election season. Because I actually think that one of the causes of the breakdown of our system of government in recent years is that we have too many Abrahams and not enough Sarahs. We have too many people claiming that their 
picture, their idea, their philosophy of how the world should work or how government should work or how American power should be utilized or how the economy should function. And they argue in the philosophical realm without entertaining the pragmatic details the arguments for what works, what actually works on the ground and what doesn't work, what actually hurts people and what actually makes them flourish, that's not the interest. The interest is in the philosophical, and there you could spend all day disagreeing because there's no common core to argue together about where we might find common ground. The common ground is in the Sarahs. The common ground is, show me how it works. And if it works, let's do it. If it doesn't work, let's not do it. And my hope and my prayer as we enter into uh, election day coming up very soon, we think a little bit about how would Sarah vote here and a little bit less about how Abraham would vote because Abraham is living in this world of ideas, but Sarah is asking, how does it interact with real life and with real people? The Torah holds out both of these models because, of course, it's not an either-or proposition. We need, in our lives and in our world, a little piece of Abraham. We need the big picture. We need the philosophy. We need the spirit. We can't sacrifice that too readily for the here and now, the tangible, the practical. Otherwise, our lives will have no meaning, no uplift, no purpose but we also need a little bit of the Sarah to balance it out in our lives and in our world. A sense that we can talk about theoretical all day long, but at the end of the day, the question is this, what does society look like? What's the problem that needs to be addressed? And how is it going to practically be addressed? How is it going to work out? What's it going to achieve? And what's the good it's going to result in? We need both Abraham and Sarah. And life is about navigating the tension between those two poles. Holding fast to the idea that once we let go of either one, we actually lose out on the possibility of being human, making it to the promised land whole. Shabbat Shalom.